Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and this is our first Bedrock Talk podcast. Uh, I'm just going to be speaking off the cuff and talking about a few things that are coming up. Uh, In the coming weeks, I'll be posting podcasts with uh, some co-hosts. This will include people from my game, um, people from various sites that I know, and people from uh, other game publishers that uh, that I'm that I'm acquainted with or have worked with. Uh, it's it's very much going to be about stuff related to Bedrock Games, but we're going to expand and occasionally bring in guests uh, and talk about their projects as well. But but it's really more meant for um, you know Bedrock fans, uh, fans of the the Wuxia genre, the Shansha genre, and uh, and and just folks that have been following us and, uh, and and have an interest in what we're doing. Hopefully we'll make it more general and broad so that it can uh, that it can be of interest to people outside that. But I think, uh, you know, early on we're going to try to focus on what we know. So I may be bringing people in from various campaigns that you've seen session logs of and talking with the players. So I might introduce, you know, Bonebreaker or Little Bai and, and you'll get to see the players behind the characters. We'll also talk about how the session operates uh, at the table. So uh, I know sometimes when people see the session logs, it's sort of like an idealized slice of what happened, and you might not get it. It might it might present things in a somewhat unrealistic way uh, because you're just getting the condensed version. So I think I think people may be seeing how how uh, how me and my players communicate. We'll maybe get a better sense of. Of how how the how the how how I I run Ogregate and because uh, I do get a lot of questions about that from people, um, so yeah so we'll see. I'm also going to talk about uh, design and upcoming projects. So for today, I, I really wanted to talk about uh, the editing process, the uh, the way that things work through our pipeline, and specifically I want to talk about the. Ogregate in Strange Land of Leaf Fawn book. This will be our first real supplement for Wandering Heroes of Ogregate. I'm hoping to have it out. Right now, it's looking like it'll be April. Uh, you know, with any luck, April 1st. Um, an actual legitimate uh, April Fool's Day release. Um, but but it will be a, 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 a real book. It's not going to be a joke. Um but some April first or later, at some point after that, I know it's it's uh, I, I, I the editor just sent me the edited manuscript. I'm going over the edits and fit and just you know with a fine to uh, fine brush and making sure everything's okay. And then I'm gonna uh, as soon as my co-designers get a take a look at it, we'll send it to the layout guy, and then from layout, it will go to um, uh, it, it it'll it'll you know maybe take a, a month or so. And then it should be ready. I am waiting on a, on a few maps too, so that uh, and 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 that's uh, there's been some scheduling issues with that. So uh, hopefully we'll have those uh, and and everything can go out the door. I also have a super secret module that I've been working on that we will release uh, not too too far after that. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I one of the cool things about working on Wandering Here's of Ogate is I've really sort of. As I've been delving into it more and, and running campaigns, I've seen different angles, different directions I'd like to go, and so 
you know, I think the core rule book is sound. You take the core rule book, you apply it, you, you can take it in any direction you want. But with upcoming products, I'm going to be trying to take the game in slightly different directions. Um, you know, I'm not going to treat it as a sort of, you know, dipped in amber kind of a thing. We're going to, um, we're going to be playing around with everything. And, and sometimes that'll mean, uh, you know, going in wildly different directions than, than the core book for certain things. Uh, not in terms of consistency, but in terms of style and flavor and tone, because there's so much in the wuxia genre and the shansha genre to, to draw from that I really want to explore all of that. I don't want to, I don't want to feel like, oh, we got to always do the same thing. It's got to always be the same tone. Um, if you, if you've read the book, if you've sort of seen my blog, you probably get the sense that I'm sort of very, uh, um, kind of shoot from the hip in, in a lot of my approaches to things. Uh, also, I've, I've also been taking a much more, uh, uh, deeper look at the at the rules system uh so i one thing that i'm hoping to do i think five years down the line is is the most realistic and the most fair uh schedule for for people who are fans of the game i'm thinking of releasing a uh a second edition in about five years and so i don't want to change the game drastically uh, and I don't want to. I don't want to go around nerfing things needlessly. But there are a few little things that have you know shown up where people have said, "Well, it might be better if this is a TN eight instead of a TN seven, or uh, or if we maybe put a little bit more of a limit on on counters in these particular situations." So uh, I want to hear from people. I'm interested in in what people have to say on this, what their experiences are, because I'm really trying to not make the game too much in a particular style like I have my own way of running it but I run my games with uh, right now I have three campaigns and they're three strikingly different groups uh, they're they're very I mean they're all great great gamers great players but they have different styles so one is much more uh, you know much more competitive uh, balance issues are not as much of a concern and and, and and it's the kind of campaign where exploiting the rule system is sort of fair game. Like, people don't really object to that in the game. That's kind of part of the fun. Uh, my, my Saturday game is a little different. It's, it's more focused on characters uh, and, and the developments around them. And my, uh, my, my Monday game is... is uh, is probably the most, um, I don't know how I would say it, probably the most, uh, most role play heavy, I think, and the most, um, uh, the, the, the one where I find I have to think creatively, uh, about the rules the most because of the sorts of things that the players throw at me. So it's, it's all, they're all, they're all really great groups, but they all do things differently. And, I, I've always been the kind of GM where, I mean, I have my styles and preferences, but I, but I feel like the duty of the game master is really to sort of find out what players at the table are really uh, interested in doing and, and after and, and establish, establish a play style that works for that group. <coughs> um, so, so I've been, um, you know, taking a look at the rules 
with with that broad spectrum in mind. So so I, I and I know this is probably not coming out very clearly, but what I'm trying to say is that uh, that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna revise it with an attempt to sort of make the game entirely balanced or an attempt to make the game uh, you know entirely uh, flexible around uh, you know certain certain priorities. The, 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 my focus is making sure it works in any type of game I want to run. And, and so I think that uh, I wouldn't want to go too far in any particular direction, kind of like we did with the core rules. I think the core rules you know, reflects that. So it's going to be more of a refining process. And I do want to hear from people. What I'm really interested in is if there's anything that just you feel like I really had to change this thing because it got in the way somehow or like it really... You know, no, I'm not. I'm not going to worry too much about the minor ones. You know, if something's, uh, you know, a little bit awkward, I'm okay with it. It's it's the major sort of this really kind of you know, uh, may created a problem for us sort of thing that I'm looking at. Um, and I'm also, uh, I'm also when it, when it does come to things like balance, I'm a lot more concerned about counters than I am about attacks. Um, and I could probably do a whole episode on that. But basically, counters just have more potential to disrupt the game than attacks. I don't mind, you know, I'll just come on and say it. I don't mind a broken attack. I think broken attacks are fine. I can fix broken attacks in my campaigns if they become a problem through the evolution of Kung Fu in the uh, sort of uh, martial world. But I I really can't um, do as much around counters when those become issues. So, and and not that you always need to do something, but if... uh, but but if uh, you know if a, if a player is never getting hit, for example, that would be an issue. If a um, if if there's no sense of danger in the game because the you know the uh, the particular counter um, combo that players have put together, uh, that could be an issue. So that's the sort of thing I'm looking at. I'm, I'm interested to hear what people think. Um, again, I I do think these things take a long time because I like to see them in the course of a, a regular campaign. I do individual combat play tests. We think through, we crunch numbers. But I've always found that, that really what matters is how stuff plays out at the gaming table. And it doesn't always play out the way you would think it would. And we have um, uh, two, 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 my two co-designers. Both of them are very good at math, very good at probabilities, very good at identifying what ought to be a problem. Um, so so we, we've been, I think we've been good at doing that in advance of, of things. But you just never know what they're going to be in the end. So, um, so it's always better, in my opinion, to see things at the gaming table, and and that's sort of what we've been doing for the past I don't know what is it two and a half three years at this point, and I've noticed a lot of things. I've seen a lot of um, surprises that uh, you know where mechanics functioned in a way I didn't anticipate, uh, especially when they were used in combination with other mechanics. Um, I've seen a lot of different things that. Uh, you just wouldn't have anticipated on a spreadsheet or uh, it, it's it's a very sort of, um, uh, you really have to kind of organically look at it. At the same time, when that stuff happens, you really have to ask yourself, okay, like how much of a problem is this really? And so that's sort of, you know, what we've been doing. I, I, I think the game functions very well and I'm very pleased with it. Uh, but But again, you know, no game is perfect and so... I'm looking to amass uh, feedback from people, uh, fixes from people, things that uh, people have just observed about the game, 
and uh, and you know in about five years I will be uh, I'll be hopefully getting out a, a second edition that won't be it won't be one of these second editions that that just completely eliminates all the stuff that came before. It's going to be more about just you know uh, evolving the system based on what we've seen. It's not going to be like a massive retooling or or an attempt to make the game a different kind of game. I want it. I, I still want it to run the way it runs at the table. I just want to adjust things. Um, I'm also going to be releasing a revised edition at some point. I don't know when. Uh, we may issue uh, an errata prior to that, but it would essentially be just a you know the same book. You wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend buying it uh, unless you're like you know you really, really want um, like minor corrections, like you know typos, um, you know minor rules things like adjustments to TNs. I'm gonna make all that available on an errata anyways, so there's no reason to buy it unless you unless you want it. I might give it a new cover. Um, the, the the old cover is great. I think I think it's one of the you know it's a really great piece of art and it works really nicely. I think it conveys a lot. But um, I, I I think that if we do a revised edition, uh, we we'd like to experiment with a with a with a different cover just so that there's a distinction between the two books and people know what they're getting. Um, but but we'll see. And so so anyways, I know I've been I've been rambling here for a while, uh, but. I really need to should get back to uh, the the Ogre Gate Inn and Strange Land of Lifan book. I've been I've been editing it and and going over it, and this is going to be our first real sort of supplement book. I think you're going to see massive leaps in in the way things are done from book to book. So I learned a lot making this one, and I'm going to apply those lessons to the one that follows and the one that follows that. So, so, uh, you know, don't, don't be afraid to give me feedback on it because I can always incorporate that. But, but, uh, but, but just know that each book's going to be a little bit different and I don't feel like they have to all look alike. I don't feel like they all have to sound alike. Um, the module that I'm going to be releasing is going to be quite different from, from either of the supplements that I have lined up. And, I'm also going to be doing something where I incrementally increase power levels a little bit. This is partly because the core book is very good for uh, starter characters up through higher chi levels, but you kind of want to have more uh, challenges at higher levels as players advance. And so I figure as these books roll out, people will be advancing their campaigns. So I'll be throwing in... Uh, broader mixes and I have explanations for why you know there are profound masters in the Lifan area for example or why there's a, a a bucket load of high level masters in this one particular area in high end um you know I I, I so so I, th I think it'll I think it'll be uh uh it'll be both interesting it'll it's going to expand the setting for people but it's also going to expand some of the the possibilities in terms of challenge and things of that nature. And, and, and so the Lee Fon book is a module number one, because it, it, it has sort of a situational exploration module set at the Ogre Gate Inn, which, you know, I, I've, I've explained this to people before, but it's, it's essentially sort of my love letter to the Dragon Gate, uh, in, uh, film series. I don't know if anybody is familiar with it who's listening. I'm assuming most people are, but if you aren't, uh, you definitely might want to check out the uh, the original King Who Dragon Inn, 
and the uh, there was another remake in the 90s that's that's quite excellent. And there was an even more recent one. I think it came out in, I don't know, 2011, 2012. And uh, that was a Shui Hark film. And that was, uh, that was, I thought it was really great. Some people do take issue with the use of CG, especially with um, the CG to to sort of replace some of the wire work stuff. I, I thought the film was fabulous. I think it's this wonderful mixture of action, adventure. It's one part Indiana Jones. It's one part you know, Wuxia, it's, it's, it, it, I, I really like, uh, how, how that movie, uh, uh, looked and felt, and I, I thought it was great, so I, I would say, you know, if you don't know, uh, Dragon Inn, you know, go check out those movies, they're all, uh, they're all, they're all definitely worth, worth watching, um, the original Dragon Inn is, be careful which version you get. There's a restored version that I would highly recommend. Um, if you, uh, but I think it might be limited to certain region players. I don't remember. But uh, if you can get that one and you can play it on your device, I would highly recommend that one. Because I, I, have, I have a bunch of versions of it. And most of the other ones that I have are the sound quality is bad. The image quality is pretty bad. Uh, and, and you really miss out because King Who movies are beautiful. He's very... Um, the scenes are very composed. There are these gorgeous shots that, uh, I mean, you can, you can make do with a bad copy and know what he was trying to do, but it, it helps so much to see it in restored color. Um, I, so I would recommend getting that. Um, but anyways, the, the, the sort of situation adventure is, is inspired by these Dragon Gate movies and it's set at the Ogate Inn and it's very similar to, to how the, the Dragon Gate situations play out I try what I tried to do I didn't replicate the uh the the storylines but I took sort of like inspirational tidbits and I tried to make it so that you could if you wanted to enact any of the Dragon Gate in movies using the the tools in the in the in the three chapters that comprise the module section so the way the book is set up is I have uh the leaf font section, which is a um, sort of a gazetteer of the uh, of of the whole leaf font area, and that's followed by the the Ogre Gate Inn chapter, and that describes sort of the situation at the Ogre Gate Inn, like who's there and what's going on and why there might be potential for adventure. It's got a description of the places around the Ogre Gate Inn, and then it it uh, uh, is followed by two chapters of uh, potential places of exploration in the immediate vicinity of the Ogre Gate Inn. So they kind of they kind of create like an adventure, if you, uh, but a very free form kind of sandboxy type thing. Um, and there's all kinds of other little things going on aside from the the two key locations uh, on uh, around the Ogre Gate Inn. There's there's a bunch of interesting characters and situations. And, and then that's followed by the NPC chapter, which is really crucial in a game like this. I, I, I have to emphasize when people uh, run these books, it's always helpful to go right to that NPC section because that's really one of the things that drives adventures, it drives campaigns. And so the NPC section is quite robust. Um, and, and, uh, and then that is followed by, you know, the sort of other things that you would expect in the game, the new kung fu techniques, new objects of power. Um, you know, thing, things of that nature. But, 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 but the basic uh, structure is uh, Lifan Gazetteer, um, 
the ogre gate in, and then the two locations, and then the NPC section, and then additional material, monsters, kung fu, that sort of thing. And there's an initial chapter that's like an overview of Li Fan, so that you have sort of a sense of the government structure, things like that. And and that's a process I've been uh, I've been uh, you know very interested in. I try not to make it too complicated, uh, but I want it to be rooted in. Um, in, in, in sort of the, the, the materials I've been drawing on. So uh, Li Fan is modeled a little more after like Song Dynasty, not Song Dynasty, Tang Dynasty. And uh, the other regions are sort of more in the, the Song, you know, period, the, sort of the Southern Song period. Um, so, uh, so Li Fan is a little bit more traditional and, and has some... Uh, uh, more emphasis on on some of the aristocratic clans, things like that. Some of the some of the culture is a little bit older, just a you know a few hundred years uh, out of date. Uh, not out of date, but they've sort of uh, you know they, they haven't adopted some of the uh, some of the things, the technologies that have been developed uh, uh, around comfort and things like that. So so it's a little bit different, and it's also got a little more of a horror vibe to it. Lifan, it's called the Orgated in the Strange Land of Lifan because there's a, lots of weird geography and strange events. And it's definitely sort of a, you know, Tales from the Chinese Studio kind of, kind of area. I think people will find that with a lot of my stuff. I really have a background in, um, you know, as a GM running horror adventures. So I always kind of throw that stuff in there. Um, and I really just, you know, gave myself free reign on the Overgate in the Strange Land of Lifan book. Um, it's also an area where I've been running a lot of my campaigns, so, uh, so I've just been sort of exploring it more and getting a better sense of it, and that's kind of how I tend to operate. Um, I've also, I just recently really sort of started moving into the Haiyan region with one of my campaigns and have been exploring that. I can I can come up with this stuff in advance, but I find until I really sort of have my players in there and they go to the actual town and then they go to the person down the street, until that happens, it doesn't clarify for me. So, um, so that's just an important part of it. And what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be uh, beginning with everything around the banyan. So we're starting with Li Fan, then we're gonna we're gonna have this 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 module which isn't really a setting module but we're gonna have a module in between and then I'm gonna do the high on supplement and that'll be uh, so you'll have like the two areas right around the banyan and then in the distant future I'm gonna do the empire but I'm not that that for me right now that isn't um, it isn't a priority I have other things I have to do with the setting so um, so we will eventually get to the empire I'm sure but that's sort of down the road. Uh, because I have to get the um, the Profound Master book out as well. And we also have another another line that we're starting that I'm not writing. I'm, I'm somebody else's writing. But I but uh, but that would probably follow the Profound book so or come right before it. So it's going to be a um, it's it's I, I think the Empire and the Kushan Basin will probably be a little down the road. Um, if people find that they're struggling with those things, I can happily send you, you know, notes on what I have. I just am not uh, going to be uh, releasing it in published form yet. So I have that stuff kind of hashed out. I just haven't, uh, I haven't decided to, to do the, the books on it. Because that, that, number one, um, 
it's uh you know all of these books obviously you have to paste the releases because of uh you know the the amount they cost but also i want to make sure that when i put out the um, the empire book i i have a concept that really works i'm still sort of like i got the i have the i i have the geography i have the places um i don't know what i'm going to emphasize yet if that makes any sense and the and the the kushan basin is 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 pretty much done but i really need to run a full campaign there and so that's going to take time um i i try to base everything on the full campaigns and so i mean i just spent a year doing a, a leaf on campaign for example and i'm i'm a, i think i'm a few months into like a proper high-end campaign um so so that's kind of how how i operate and 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 the game sort of evolves with that so so anyways uh, I know I've been going on for about 25 minutes and I, uh, I I think we'll probably have an actual proper episode up soon. This is more of a test. Uh, I, I will be getting a new mic too, so hopefully the sound quality will be better. And I, I just really wanted to put this up today and see, you know, what it sounded like, how, how, the, um, uh, how the, the setup we have works. And, and yeah, so I, I, will, I will be on... Hopefully within the next few weeks. I know I have some some movie reviews that people are, are expecting. I, I I still need to do my Corpse Mania review. I'm probably going to have to watch it again now because I just watched it like a week ago. And now I need to rewatch it to do a proper review. Um, so I'll probably try to do that today. And I'm going to be doing um, something interesting too. I, I, I can't give too much away right now. But I'm going to be posting reviews on another website. But I'll be doing corresponding video reviews for them. And... Uh, because of this website's audience, they're going to be newer movies because uh, I think they that the that the readers at this site tend to uh, uh, be more interested in that. So I will uh, I will be doing uh, some movies that I've talked about on the blog. Like I'm I'm hoping to do uh, uh, Detective D and Dragon Gate uh, Flying Swords of Dragon Gate in. But I also want to talk about Painted Skin Resurrection. And some more recent films like Chinese Odyssey Three, um, and uh, if I can, I might even do one on the Great Wall. I'm a, I'm a little wary of that one. It doesn't look like it's going to be a fantastic movie to me, but uh, but we'll see. I'm going to go in with open, uh, you know, open mind. I, I'm generally not, I'm not a terribly cynical person when I watch movies, so I, I'm I'm, I'm usually a pretty optimistic viewer. But some movies like that one I see and and uh, you know it's I, I, I see Matt Damon and I and I, I suspect it uh it might not it might not be a great film um but we'll see we'll see uh so so anyways uh I will be back on soon and you know if you have any questions uh you know just go to our website and 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 use our contact page. Uh, I might try to get a contact button up at the podcast as well. So, all right, I will talk to you later.